whether we won or we lost, we've learned. And so I would just say that that's the number one thing to remember is that this is a long game. We are Michael Vesey in London, England. Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be. We're here to get you there. Let's jump in. Smart e-commerce operators know that net profit is the lifeblood of a business, but at a small and profitable business than a large one which earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook by Jason Miles gives you 17 specific proven profit-taking actions. For a limited time, we are sharing this valuable resource with our listeners completely free. Download your 60-page workbook and start making your business more profitable today. Just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits. That's theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits. Hey folks, today we are back with the last phase of the Amazon product launch. So having looked at everything else, including market selection, um, product design, product validation, so getting feedback from your potential buyers, and then the all-important sourcing, getting it made, we've set up a listing, in other words, a product detail page on Amazon and created pre-launch buzz. Well, what the final piece that we've got to get right is traffic. You've got to get people to see your product detail page, aka your Amazon listing. And for that, uh, we're going to be on Amazon traffic and off Amazon traffic. So that's what we're going to plunge into today. Really critical last piece of the puzzle. Hope you enjoy the show. Okay, this is great. Okay, so so that's the listing. What what comes next in our recipe? So really, the the listing, the sort of spine of the listing is is really, I guess, two things: the keywords, which are often features like I don't know, blue widget with plastic doodah on it. You know, just to put it in very generic terms, you know, whatever it is you know, plastic mug holder with extra cup or something like that. That's a, that's a very long tail keyword. And that's often going to be a feature and you put the benefits in. So the keywords that you use in the listing need to be the same list that you target in your advertising. At least I'm experienced with the on Amazon advertising system. That's really all, all the only one that okay. I've got any particular expertise with. I've dabbled with Google AdWords over the years. And I think you need to be very, very thorough about your keyword research and be very, very clear on your hierarchy of which keywords you think are going to move the needle. So mm-hmm. there are nuances here, but broadly speaking, if you think somewhere between a massive search volume and an impossible to fight on, like, I don't know, cup holder, which is probably too generic, mm-hmm. and cup holder for car or something, which is probably still pretty competitive, and cup holder for Lexus or something, which is maybe too narrow, somewhere in that sweet spot is going to be the thing that is a blend of volume and winnability mm-hmm. and you're going to put that in your title and then you're going to have a hierarchy from there downwards really based on keywords that are lower search volume and you're going to put those probably into your bullets and then the really low search volume words you're going to have in your description and then you take those same things and you're going to create appropriate uh, ad campaigns and we could go into campaign okay. structure all day but that's the basic kind of overview of it in my opinion okay so the third step here in our little recipe of on Amazon traffic, on Amazon mm-hmm. advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's great. I would just say that, you know, there's, there's two types of on Amazon traffic. Yeah. I, just to at bi- bifurcate it at the highest level. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And that is organic and paid. Absolutely. Right. And so people need to really think through both sides of that. Obviously, many, many, you know, Amazon 
experts and gurus will talk about launching your product on the back of, you know, Amazon paid advertising to really jumpstart the review process and the sales velocity. So I I would, I would just say that the, the launch process at the highest level includes sort of traffic from, you could think of it from four box grid, and that would be on Amazon organic. It would be off Amazon organic. It would be on Amazon advertising and be off Amazon advertising. And we'll talk about off Amazon uh, traffic in a, in a couple minutes here, but but that's the h- highest way you can look at this, I think, is just those whole ideas. And what you want to do is have each of those absolutely crushing it. And you don't want to neglect any of them if you want to have your highest potential outcome, right? So Agreed, the yeah. on Amazon traffic, just to get back to that by itself, you know, you want to have good, solid listings. So you have organic success. And then you also want to have advertising on Amazon to really boost up your opportunity. Is that too simplistic a way to think about it? Or no, I think that's a very, very good to be clear-minded about this. And uh, what I see quite a lot is, gosh, I mean, there's so many, there's so much that goes into this, but to simplify it grossly, uh, people neglect the SEO opportunity on Amazon. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. that's the only solution. It's 2023, it's competitive, but... If you don't maximize that, you're leaving the the cheapest or the freest traffic on the table, which is silly, you know, to put it very British, which is rather silly. So you really, really, really should do your homework on that. Now, the flip side of that is not very complicated. If you're going to do, use the advertising platform on Amazon, I think you, they are two sides of the, exa- the same coin. I mean, it's really not that different. If you've got a great keyword list to try and rank organically for, then that will make a great keyword list to advertise for. And if you've got a terrible set of keywords, for example, you're trying to shoot for a very big markets, then you're going to be invisible. And if you try and, you know, square that circle by advertising, you can advertise your way to the top. If you reduce your price of your product and spend enough on ads, you can, you can get visibility, but it will be crippling financially. So it comes to the same thing, which is if you cannot rank organically for something, then don't bother going after those keywords anyway. And if you can rank organically for them, then you need to kickstart that process with ads. So it's the same list of keywords, really, to be honest. Okay. And let's talk about the ads for a minute. So basically, if you're not familiar with the back end of Amazon Ads Manager, you've used it for a long time as it relates to products on Amazon. And what I mean, I mean, like consumer products. I've used it for a long time as it relates to book marketing on Amazon. And it basically works the same. So, So I would just say at the highest level, when you talk about using the I call it AMS. That's the old name for it, Amazon Marketing Services, but it's just called advertising.amazon now. I don't know, whatever. But when you're using the advertising tools, the number one thing that you're doing there is you're trying to understand whether or not you can advertise your product for a break-even or better outcome. Now, this is interesting because you can really nerd out over this stuff, but the question is, can you use the advertising system to actually not waste money, you know, like not lose money, I guess you should say, right? And so if you can use the advertising system inside Amazon to truly break even or to actually make a positive return on ad spend, ROAS as they call it, then you're, you know, that's the, that's the pursuit. That's the goal. One thing that you have to calculate pretty quickly is what is break even for your product? And that means that if you, you know, have, $5 cost of goods and the other costs associated with, you know, getting the product out there add up to some amount. And then you've got to have your ads, you know, uh, not only sell the product, let's say spend $10, make $10, but you had all the cost of goods in calculation 
you would be losing money at that point. So you've got to figure out where your true break-even advertising costs is. And that'll look like a number like 1.3 or, you know, 1.8 or 2 or whatever. It's a, it's a number. It's a real number. It means if you spend $10, you have to make $20, let's just say, in sales. Then you're in a game. You're in a very interesting game. And it's a game. And here's the cool part. It is a game that has almost unlimited upside potential. There is theoretical, obviously, caps. You will be competing for share of wallet on uh, Amazon against many other competitors. But what you're basically looking at is what is the total demand for that product on Amazon and how much of it can you get and can you get it profitably? And so that, you know, the whole world of pursuit and it's a game, it's a big game, you know, to play. And that's a fun part of launching a product is figuring out whether that can happen or not. Um, I have, for example, this is one little example, then I, you know, don't want to monopolize this, Michael, I want to hear your thoughts, but as one little example, when I launched my Instagram power book in 2019, the second edition with McGraw Hill, set a set of ads. And for whatever reason, there was one ad that absolutely works. It just works. I turn the, the spend, you know, button on and I start making positive ROAS. That book, you know, last I looked the other day was like number 18 in, in the social media category. It's four years old. But it works. It, it's 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 still in the bestseller ranks and still doing very well. It has tons of reviews. Why is that? Because I have an ad that I know works. Now I've launched other books and I can't get ads to work. So it is really sometimes hit and miss. But the advertising component of launching a product, I think, is a huge, huge game. So, what are your thoughts, Michael? Uh, two thoughts. One is the the Amazon nerds out there will be screaming at the screen. Well, Mike, there's more than one set of ads, and of course there are. So. I would stick if you don't know what you're doing, which by definition, if you're starting, you don't yet. And if you think you do when you're just new, that that's dangerous territory when it comes to advertising, because you will spend a lot of money before you realize, oh, actually, I don't know what I'm doing. And now I spent $10,000 I didn't have. So I would stick to the simple stuff, which is sponsored product ads. And one of the reasons for that is because you don't have much creative control. And that means that you can't do stupid things either very easily. So then it becomes, you don't have to worry about creative because Amazon deals with that. It's basically a picture of your product. And it looks pretty much the same as an organic listing. So that simplifies the game. Then, there's, as you said, knowing your break-even is absolutely critical. Don't even think of turning your ads on without knowing your financial numbers. Because to your point, it is a financial game. It comes down to a numbers game. And uh, there's various different ways of cracking it. Get working your, your ads to you know break-even. So the sales you make via advertising, which are very closely tracked in all the metrics you get on Amazon. If those are breaking even, that means that any of the other ranking boost that you get, which is the critical thing on the Amazon system that's not true and other ad platforms, at least not supposed to be true, that you do get organic ranking boost by having an mm -hmm. ad-driven sale on a particular keyword. And that's critical because really it's the organic ranking that is going to be where you make your money. And to your point, yeah. if you break in on ads, fine. But it is a financially driven game. So therefore, I'd stick to sponsored product ads. You can make money with brand ads and, and all the other different ads they keep introducing every five minutes. But guess why Amazon keeps introducing ads? It's not for you. And it's not for the customers because it surely doesn't make for a better customer experience. It's to make Amazon money, in my opinion. So I would be mm -hmm. very slow to adopt the other ones and keep an eagle eye on the ad spend and your profit and loss. And if you don't know your unit economics, don't go and see ad spend platform before you know them. That's all I would say. And yeah, then you will yeah, spend yeah. the rest of your life trying to refine those numbers. Promise you, there's a lot of discussion in the mastermind for the last several years on 
ad spend. How do I reduce my ad spend? I my ad spend high. Like, oh, we're talking about ad spend again. And that will be a part of your life. And that's part of the game you've got to crack. There you go. And I would just say a couple of things about that. There, in my opinion, there's sort of two types of personalities that approach this. One is the horseshoes and hand grenade operator, where it's like, well, it's close enough. I, I throw a hand grenade out there and sometimes it blows stuff up. No. So that level of lack of specific detail is problematic when it comes to advertising. The other type of operator mindset is super detail-oriented, where you have to know every single little thing, and you take your time, you go slow, but you are maniacal about the details. When it comes to the advertising game, you have to have somebody in the mix that is maniacal about the details. And it, you know, in, unless you're just stupid lucky or stupid early, but I just I would say you won't be. So you have to have somebody who really actually nerds out very deeply over these details on the ad platforms. And if you're not that person, just own it. I'm not that person. I know I'm not. I, I know I can't do uh, detailed, complicated, uh, you know, stuff like that. I'm more big picture. So, so that means if you're going to do this at scale, you need to find an ad um, manager who really can do it for you by obsessing over the details and testing many, many ads and keywords, key phrases, you know, on and on and on. There's a million things to focus on. And I would just say that that that's probably a big decision as a managerial level uh, thinker uh, about how to approach advertising is yeah. you've got to have the right skill set to, uh, you know. I agree entirely with those things. So two, two follow-ups to that. One is if you're a horseshoes and hand grenades operator, and I'm, a, I'm sort of in between, I, I don't know, I, I'm kind of nerdy, but I'm not, I'm a bit too careless with that spend. I tend to be a bit too aggressive and that, that normally means you're giving your money to Amazon. So that's another personality trait to be aware of. So if that's you, then auto campaigns generally work pretty well. So Amazon's got this incredible algorithm, which has probably got trillions of data points by now. So it's actually pretty effective. So if in doubt, use an auto campaign. But here's the nuance, which is really, really important. It's not about what you spend money on. It's what you spend, don't spend money on. So if you have an auto campaign, you download the keywords, you know, CSV file. By the way, that automatically probably puts you in the nerding category. So get somebody else to help mm -hmm. you with that if you're not that yeah, person. Yeah, you're talking nerds now. Absolutely. But get somebody to do that. But that's a one. Yeah, that's you're going to say negative keywords in a minute. Aren't yeah, you? yeah. This negative keywords. Stuff. Exactly. Put stuff. negative <laughs> keywords in there, which is somewhat nerd zone, but it's the simplest version. If you're going to run a full on yeah. bunch of manual campaigns, that's mega yeah. nerd zone. The other caution I would have for you is this. Do not hope that somebody else is going to solve this problem for you. If you get an agency into manage your ads, unless you have, you know, quite a big catalog and it's really a managerial drain on your time, like it's a full-time job for somebody. And if you've got one or two products you just started, that's not you. Do not be naive. Yes, they may reduce your, your total advertising to sales ratio or TACOS, whichever metric you want to use. So ad spend divided by sales of a product, but then they're going to charge you a flat fee. Now, if you've got a catalog of a hundred products, the flat fee is not that big. And if you have one product, it's going to wipe out any saving they make and you will pay them a lot more money yeah. than you save. So don't yeah. do this at home. A lot of people have tried it. A lot of people have tried it. Never seen that work in that way. So don't use an ad agency at this stage of the game. It's too early. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's I, it for I, Amazon ads. I, Otherwise, I would just, <laughs> go on. just want one other little bit there. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to use an agency. You can use an individual who knows their stuff. That 100%. You know, like a, that is the way to go. Provider. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. What the way to create the circle to, you know, to square that circle is to use a, a VA. This is one place mm -hmm. where people who are 
not native speakers, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's more of a maths game, really. Get somebody in the Philippines who's been trained up in this stuff. They'll be, I don't yeah. know, 10, 15 bucks an hour. But if you get them in for two or three hours a week, that could be really great return on investment as opposed to yeah. paying an agency $1,000 a month and wondering why you're not making any money after B. There you go. So that's the solution. You're quite right. So I don't want to fall down a rabbit hole there because Amazon has to say there's a lot to say, but off Amazon traffic, that's your bag, dude. So that, let's get into this. I mean, this is the, I've put it as optional, but desirable. Would you agree with that in 2023? Discuss. <laughs> Veteran e-commerce operators know that net profit is the vital lifeblood of a business. Better a small and profitable business than a large one that earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook is designed to give you 17 actionable, specific, and proven profit-taking actions. You can implement them at your own pace and let the power of this trusted framework revolutionize your company. The Profit Habits Workbook makes profit improvement a fast and efficient achievement. For a limited time, we are now sharing this resource with our listeners completely free with no strings attached. To download your 60-page workbook and begin your journey to a more profitable business today, just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits. Well, I mean, I wouldn't really frame it as option. I mean, it's like, is making a lot of money optional or to you? <laughs> <Good> or question. <laughs> you, <laughs> you hate money? <laughs> if yeah. so, don't do this stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I mean, I, is, is it optional? I don't know. I guess, I guess I would say, if you just absolutely crush it and you're bar barely keeping up with demand just because you launched your product on Amazon with just organic, uh, you know, uh, efforts, then good for you. You don't have to do anything else. But obviously, most situations aren't like that. Most people are trying to do everything they possibly can. So off uh, Amazon traffic, I think, is vital. Um, I would categorize it as the following uh, sources. Number one would be your own list of email you know, fans, followers, the thousand raving fans, people. So build an email as soon as you can. How do you do that? Well, then that it gets complicated because you've got to use alternate methods like a website or social media accounts or something like that. But, but I, I would, I would say email marketing is the number one thing that you want to lean into over the long term. It will serve you the best. And I'll tell you one thing. If you kill yourself trying to build an email list on your first product launch, but you do it. The second product you launch, it's hopefully in an adjacent category or just, you know, very similar, you know, in the same niche, it'll be much, much easier because you'll have that list. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those assets that you, you know, create that you, you reap the benefits from for years and years to come. Okay. So the email marketing, the second thing I would say is do not underestimate the power of simple Google text ads. Google text ads are absolutely fantastic way to generate you know a supplemental off amazon traffic and the that they're not complicated it's not hard to set up it's um very straightforward and i i would look into that as a second thing for off amazon and then social accounts come into the mix after that so that's kind of how i'd practice like it i mean this isn't my comfort zone i, I spoke to again a couple couple of sets of the last couple of sets of guests on amazing fba for a reason. The first one, Samantha Kazuch, I'm already mentioned from manuscripting. So she, she does this, you know, a sort of manifesting and goal setting journal and stuff. It's all very kind of Californian. And so, of course, there's tons of Southern Californian women chomping at the bit. And she's built an incredibly loyal community and she's, she was a model and she was an Instagram expert. So, you know, of course, she's got an incredible community, not so easy to emulate. 
But if you can do that, that's obviously incredibly powerful. Amazon loves external traffic. Now, the second person that I had on is Rob Sharp from Levanta.io, and he's just created a an affiliate managing and marketplace software. So basically, he's got you know about 2,000 people who help you promote your products specifically for Amazon sellers, which is helpful because A-Win and Impact and all the other affiliate uh, management software doesn't deal with Amazon, doesn't play nice with Amazon. So that's a great opportunity. Affiliate marketing is, yeah. I guess, you know, essentially somebody else doing all the stuff that you do using an email list of their own, using social media, you know, organic social media, using paid ads, using Google ads, whatever it may be, but they're paying for it and you only pay them when you have, you know, got a sale, which is amazing. Now, of course, the art then is to persuade people to actually work with you. And if you haven't got yeah. a proven product, that's not easy. And now again, that comes down to the homework and, and groundwork you've laid, I guess. You know? Yeah, I'll just say a couple of things. Yeah, that's this where off Amazon traffic gets so complicated because mm. everybody who you talk to will have a different shiny object that they've been lured into. And, you know, there's a concept. I think it's Michael Porter who says all of us get in what's called methodological fixation, which is once we figure out how to pound the nail into the wood, whatever we've done to do that is the method what we've now stuck in our minds. Even if you're using your bare hands by the nail into the wood, that's your method after you've gotten it figured out, you know, or if you use a, a rock or like whatever, use a bowling ball, whatever the method is, that's what you're going to focus on. So, I would just say that there are many, many sources of traffic. In fact, my book, Nine Mountains of Traffic, is all about that. It breaks down all of them, literally all of the uh, types of internet traffic and categorizes them and explains how to go after them. So yes, there are many things. I will just say this about um, affiliate marketing and influencers. If you're, if you're going to do affiliate marketing and influencers, I will just say this, the toolkit that you have to use in, with that type of work on as an Amazon seller is a like a tenth of what the toolkit is that you have if you're a Shopify seller. So it, to use influencer marketing to sell on Amazon to me is, you know, it's like threading in the eye of a needle. When if you had a Shopify site, you would just be like dumping, you know, energy and resources in the traffic because the tool sets are just so much greater when you sell direct to consumer on your own Shopify site. But it's not to say that influencers can't work or affiliates can't work for Amazon, uh, you know, sellers, but um, there's just nuance with all this stuff, you know? And so I, yeah. to me, again, that's why I say priority, 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 email marketing, your own list is yeah. the first thing to figure out yeah. uh, and then go from there, you know? So. No, no argument on the email list. Absolutely none. I would say a couple of things. So some, some actual evidence from the front lines of what's working. And then the other thing is a more general principle. So the actual evidence in the front lines of Facebook groups seem to be really powerful if they're done well, yeah. not set up a Facebook yeah. group and then dump a bit of content in it once a week. Like actually have somebody in charge of nurturing it, which if that's you and you're also launching a product and maybe you've also got a day job, you're going to be very, very busy. But I've seen it really help for getting a review rate up from, I think, one in a hundred, which is kind of quite average on Amazon to about four and a hundred, yeah. the review rate jumped for those products, which meant they got a lot of reviews. Social proof is incredibly important on Amazon, particularly when you're launching your products. So for launching your products for them, that business, it was really, really, really good, but they worked incredibly hard. Yeah. They gave discounts that you got to do a lot of work. That's been a really proven channel in addition to email, of course. The other thing that strikes me is really kind of a simple general principle, but one we can forget when we get shiny objects out there, which is 
the guy who came on the podcast to talk about affiliate marketing for Amazon sellers has been doing affiliate marketing for eight years. Samantha Kozuch, who came on and shared what she did about community building using Instagram, has been on Instagram and was before that a model for, you know, she was on Instagram for 10 years. Now, I'm not saying yeah. anyone who's listening to this has necessarily got that specific a skill set, but if you have a natural inclination and, and background mm-hmm. in something, I would lean into that more than anything else. At least you'll enjoy yeah. the process, which is half of it, right? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're totally right. I guess what we're saying is almost any of the traffic sources could work. The yeah. question is, who are you as an operator? Which is what you just asked, yes. which is great. So that question is, and yes. I would take it a little further to say, do you like being on camera, you yes. know, on video? Or do you like writing? Or are you a good administrator and you're a good team builder and you're a good organizer of people? Then, you know, you, you kind of can go horses for courses and just use your own skill set and figure out, okay, what social media platform or marketing platform would work with my skill sets? I hate being on video. I never want to have to talk to anybody. But I love to write, you know, so there you go. If you're going to be a blogger. So I would just align your uh, personal skill sets and abilities with the realities of the different platforms. And the beautiful part of it is, again, there's there's really strategies that will work for anybody's style, anybody's, you know, skill set, because there's so many options now for traffic. So I think that's a key part of it is do what you like. You know, don't if you heard that Instagram is the most amazing thing and Therefore, you have to do it and you need to do, you know, video reels every day or whatever. And you hate being on video. That's a recipe for failure. You know, you won't, uh, you won't follow it's through on that. So. Not just a recipe for failure, but a miserable failure. I mean, you know, not all yeah, businesses yeah. are going to succeed in their first biz- first stab at a product. But if you enjoy the process and you learn a heck of a lot, then you're much more likely to succeed at your second or third attempt as well. So the other thing I would say is just another nuance really as well as being true to who you are, think about who you're after. If you're a book nerd and you're selling, I don't know, reading likes for books or something, chances are that you like writing and other people you're writing for, if that's your, and it's like reading stuff. If you're selling video cameras, chances are quite high that you've got people that like making videos. (laughs) So, you know, you might want to be oriented towards that. And you can't always get that beautiful crossover between the product, your preferences and the audience. But I think I would always be looking for those, you know, overlapping of the Venn diagrams. And then you will automatically be speaking in the medium that your customers want as well. You know, one, one neglected channel, which may or may not work for you and your product is something that's worth mentioning specifically as well, which I haven't seen in the mastermind, but things people like pluggable, which is P L U one G made an absolute killing a while ago using, so they, they have uh, things that connect things to other things electronically, basically. And they, they made mm-hmm. a lot of YouTube videos, which drove a ton of traffic to the Amazon listings because they were very, very helpful at explaining how to use the product in a helpful way. And if you have a technical type product, maybe that pushes me a bit towards YouTube rather than Instagram. And hopefully that means you're a technical kind of person and your audience is technical. So again, those Venn diagrams overlap naturally, right? If you're a lifestyle or mentality type person, maybe Instagram or TikTok's more your world and maybe your clients are on there. So you get the idea of where I'm, where I'm going with this. Yeah, sure. Wow. No, I totally this agree. Is- That's great. This is big stuff, man, isn't it? We're we're, we're in deep waters here, but well, we ought to wrap this because otherwise we we, could go very, very, very deep on any of these things. But we've talked about launching the product just to recap the pre-launch. I think it was optional, but desirable. And in in your opinion, Jason, and I have to say, I fear that you're correct. We absolutely have to do it. It's not optional, but it does really, really set you up for success. We want to listomize, optimize the listing, sorry, for humans, particularly thinking about listing, linking benefits to features, i.e. the things about the widget. What does it do for humans? What result do we get? We talked about on-offs and 
SEO, as in organic traffic and paid traffic. Can we talk about off Amazon or otherwise known as external traffic to people with a very Amazon focused mindset? Anything else that you think we should uh, pass on at this point before we all kind of pass out from the mental effort? Yes. And I would say it's the number one discipline of all of us as entrepreneurs is determination. You know, I mean, the you're going to prove your thesis about your product or you're going to disprove it. You know, it's either going to be a, a hit or not a hit. It's going to, you're going to sell some or you're not going to sell some. And either way, you're learning. And either way, you're getting better at your craft. And either way, you're becoming closer to your end goal, which is to have a thriving business. So I would just say the number one thing about going through all of this is if you feel like you launched a product and you did badly at it, you know, just you know, regroup, determine in your mind that you're going to do another product and you're going to get better at it and go from there. Because at the end of the day, every everything we do is a learning exercise. Whether we won or we lost, we've learned. And so I would just say that that's the number one thing to remember is that this is a long game. And I just would feel horrible if somebody tried to launch a product, it didn't work, and they just gave up. You know, that's that's like uh, super sad. That's like kidding it, quitting your academic, you know, career in kindergarten because you got a C on your art, you know, project instead of an A or something like yeah. that. You know, yeah. So that's by the way, I, I think that happens a lot in life. Like people have an mm -hmm. experience with, say, sport or you know, piano lessons. The classic. I'm sure I put mm -hmm. many people mm -hmm. off off the piano in my career because or my wife has because they failed an exam or they couldn't play a scale and they kind of cried a bit or something. And it's true. You, you have to have that grit. There's a, by the way, very British lesson to end on. I like that. You've got to have grits as, as Winston Churchill put it, when you're going through hell, keep going. So if it's not working out, keep moving and review the lessons afterwards. And actually, sometimes I think that the most successful entrepreneurs I've seen have are the ones who, when you dig a bit deeper, they had like 10 years of hell in business mm -hmm. and now they're mm -hmm. killing it. And you happen to have met them in the killing it phase. Guess what? That's where they honed their craft and, and got their determination together. So I agree with that entirely. And the, the great thing about this is I still, I'm very bullish about e-commerce in the US. I'm in the UK yeah. to a degree for sure, but the US, there's still such a big percentage of people that buy stuff in brick and mortar stores, mm -hmm. but every year there are more and more people coming online. So there is a growing demand. I there's so many people who've sold their businesses for six, seven, or even in one case, eight figures Like personal acquaintances, not exactly close friends in some cases, but there is so much money to be made in this. You just have to be willing to go through those early stages, as you say. So, um, totally great conversation, hope, man. Yeah, man. Good, good convo. And thank you for reminding me that you can't get away without pre-launch. Damn it. I was hoping to be lazy. Yeah. You're right. We can't do go. that. <laughs> Okay, we all, all right, to right, tell yeah. people the, the last sort of wrap-up stuff. Where can people get hold of you and Kyle if they want to work with you, Jason? Yeah, omnirocket.com. Love to have you fill out a conversation application. We're happy to spend 30 minutes with you talking about your business goals. We focus on Shopify, uh, site build, site management. We also do email marketing and social media management. And so we're happy to talk to folks who are doing well in their businesses. We don't work with newbies, if I'm being completely candid. We work with people who have proven uh, product sales and really try to help them leverage the benefits of a Shopify platform in that process. So there you have it. What about you? Best place is probably still myamazonaudits.com. And again, this is for people with an established Amazon business. It could be fairly early stages, I guess. The focus these days is most on the mastermind where people are, are doing $40,000, $50,000 a month upwards. 
But myamazonaudit.com is the place to go. And uh, with quite a few people recently where I think they got really great value. And if you are particularly coming to Amazon from an existing business, maybe brick and mortar, which I've had an experience of quite a few times the mastermind, and these days sometimes from direct to consumer, then that's particularly something I can really, really help you with because I can help you take the lessons you've got and sort of transmute them over to Amazon, translate them as it were. Well, man, that was a big one. We covered a lot of ground today. Thank yeah. you so much for your time, man, as ever. Always, always very, very thought-provoking and uh, listening. have uh, found it useful as well. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Veteran e-commerce operators know that net profit is the vital lifeblood of a business. Better a small and profitable business than a large one that earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook is designed to give you 17 actionable, specific, and proven profit-taking actions. You can implement them at your own pace and let the power of this trusted framework revolutionize your company. The Profit Habits Workbook makes profit improvement a fast and efficient achievement. For a limited time, we are now sharing this resource with our listeners completely free with no strings attached. To download your 60-page workbook and begin your journey to a more profitable business today, just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits. That was the E-Commerce Leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England. Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. We offer you free help on our website, including PDFs, videos, and mini courses on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels. Some are for Amazon, most are for any sales channel. To get those and to stay up to date with our podcasts, go to www.theecommerceleader.com. Thanks for listening.